T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Dylan's playing a like, direct game, and he's skating and using his speed, and... You know, I think he's extremely effective and, you know, obviously helps get one early uh, in Aspie. He's a really smart player and he makes a lot of uh, smart decisions with the puck and puts the puck in areas where he can go get it. Just trying to go get the puck back. Those guys create some space. A resurgent Kyle Oposo talking about his line mates last night in Dylan Cousins and Rasmus Asplund in Buffalo's 5-3 to loss against the St. Louis Blues. This is our three of sports talk Saturday. That's right. It's Saturday, Derek. You don't say Sunday. It's Saturday. And Derek Kramer, Zach Jones, we're in for Nate for one more hour. Yes, I know that's mercifully all it is, is one more hour. But uh, also, thank you for hanging out with us here. And last hour, we talked a lot about the Sabres, a lot about hockey, and I still kind of want to extend a little bit on that. I thought I was done with it, but I'm not. And I think it's more or less this. The Sabres are showing a lot more hope than usual in what is the worst stretch of their history by a long shot. This was a team that consistently would make the playoffs in any decade. And now, since the 2010s all the way through, they are one of the worst laughing stocks in the league. However, as it was mentioned with that caller with John in the last segment, they do have an opportunity to throw a little extra in there. And I just keep looking at this trade deadline list, and Zach, it's really cool to look at. Jacob Chitrin is atop the rumors because like Arizona needs to just free him of uh, of that hellhole that is the Arizona Coyotes. Because at least we know the Sabres have an arena to play in. No, Arizona's going to have an arena to play in. It's just not a big one. <laughs> but um, – Chitrin, three years left on his deal, $4.6 million cap hit, by the way. That's actually pretty good. But that's probably an off-season trade. But the rest of these bigger names are interesting to look at. All of these are UFAs, except for when I specifically mentioned JT Miller, uh, who for some reason is part of Rumor Mills. And Darren Drager had mentioned it yesterday with the instigators that that makes no sense. Why would they trade him? Someone has to overpay to get rid of JT Miller from the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, and I don't think that that's happening. It's just ridiculous to think that he's even in trade rumors, and I don't know why. But these other names, Marc-Andre Fleury, Claude Giroux, Mark Giordano, Max Domi, Tomas Hurdle. Those are big names. Phil Kessel's on the trade deadline of rumors, and he's got a UFA contract. He's got an $8 million cap hit. If the Sabres want to help out somewhere, that's probably the one because Arizona's going to want to unload him. 
to get some form of asset back. They could retain salary, though. They have cap space. That's the unfortunate part. But uh, other names like Calvin DeHaan, Nick Letty, these guys carry considerable cap hits as well. If a team really wants to bolster up somewhere, there's ways to do it. And the Sabres can help them out. And like the caller said in the last segment, that's going to be up to uh, the Pagulos to be comfortable writing that check and weaponizing the cap space. But this is really the potential to have a lot of that like a bigger names could be moving around in this trade deadline, and I'm really excited about that. John Klingberg's on this list as a UFA. Colin Miller, Rasmus Ristolainen, and obviously Mark Pasek. These are names that can get assets back. We're looking at possibly the stupidest trade deadline we can have in a long time. And I'm kind of glad the Bills don't have too much there because I still shudder at the name Taylor Hall now. I, I'm still salty about that one. That has been my favorite part about going to Sabres games this year, the Boston game, where every time Taylor Hall touched the puck, the place erupted with booze. That was a really good time. And it's not even about his production as a Sabre. No. It was, it was just how restrictive he was about them in the trade deadline. Of course they were going to trade, trade you to a contender, dude, because that's how the trade deadline works. You're on an expiring deal. Well, yeah, and a bad team wasn't going to trade for and, you. And yeah, bad it's team's not, not giving happen. up assets for you. You're going to a contender. And then you were just like, oh, I'm going to be particular about it. I was so excited about that move, too. <sighs> Man. It was a good time. It was, it was a good time. Man. Fooled. We were all fooled so badly on that one. Still salty. Won't change. Zach. We'll shift now to football so I can get rid of some of the saltiness because the Bills are still good. The Bills have an important offseason in front of them, and there are still more draft questions that we could have here about not just this Bills team, but pretty much the entire league as well. We can keep going on here about the Bills, though, and what do you think comes to uh, comes to mind here when it comes to if Levi Wallace has made his money? A corner in the first round looks like a popular bet, too. It's a popular thing to go ahead and look at, and I do believe that they have the potential to be taking either a receiver or a corner as the heavy favorites for a first-round pick. If you're looking at the secondary, what are some names that the fans should be looking towards when it comes to their pick 25 in the first round? Uh, I think the big one I've been looking at is Washington's Trent McDuffie. I haven't... I haven't gone in too deep with the cornerback class, but he's mm-hmm. one that he's athletic enough. He's about 5'11", so he's around kind of what Tredavious White looks like, which I think this team does like. Um, I will tell you, though, just and this is my own personal draft philosophy, I'm not, I'm not big in drafting a cornerback in round one. Okay. I do treat that position a lot like running back, where I can get a really serviceable guy that will do well for me in the third, fourth round. Um, I'm more than okay if the Bills do take a cornerback in round one. I think almost solely because Tredavious White has torn his ACL. We don't know when he's going to be back because it was later in the season. It was That's the right. Thanksgiving game. Uh, and Levi Wallace, I just realistically his price tag is going to price the Bills out. Good for him. He, again, like we were talking with Aaron Quinn, undrafted free agent. It, go get your money. I'm all for that. I, I No ill will at all. Um, I think that might be the only reason why I'm okay taking a cornerback in round one. It's just because who else is going to be there? I, yeah. just, I just don't know. Um, so I think Trent McDonough, uh, Excuse me, Trent McDuffie from Washington, Roger McCreary from Auburn. 
I think both are pretty got uh, pretty good options. I would not be against that. Um, if you're going to go a little later, you could look at Kobe Bryant out of Cincinnati. That's a pretty solid name. I love that Cincinnati team. I thought they were really, really good. And his partner, Ahmad Gardner, is likely going to be an early-ish first-round pick. So you can never do bad there. That Cincinnati team was very, very good. A very resilient team, very tough team, which fits what the Bills want to do on, on the defensive side of the ball. I think it's actually overall very, very well. All right, yeah. And it looks like relatively when you look at a lot of the draft analysts, they say that this is looking like a solid season for a, for secondary and corners. I do think that uh, this team has an op- There's plenty of options. It looks like corner is really deep in this draft. McCreary, Gardner, as you had mentioned, those are players that you can look at here. McDuffie as well. Buffalo, despite how strong they are as a group, it looks like there's a lot of options where basically if you take a running back or a quarterback in the first round, it's the only reason we're going to riot. Why do I say running back? Because really the value on running backs has just never been there for first-round picks anymore. Um, You don't get the return on investment oftentimes. Even if it's a late first-round pick, you're not getting the return on it that you hope for. I do think that there is something to be said, though, about... For me... I want to see a more fun pick. Last year was your meat and potatoes. You went line, defensive line, defensive line, offensive line. And that's perfectly fine for a team that needed it. Yeah, you still need that depth, and you still could get one of those players. However, I, I selfishly, I want, I, want the, I want the fun, sexy picks this year. Give me some wide receivers. Give me some corners. Give me something cool. Cool new toy to play with. Cool new toy for Josh Allen. Like last year, I was on for last year. I was on that. I jumped on that train that Travis Etienne one um, because it's fun. You get to talk about like what kind of production they could have. Uh, but now, I still haven't changed. Why? Well, I, I want. I want the. I want the weapons. Give me weapons, but don't give me a running back because I know that the value is not there. And maybe you can convince Cordero Patterson to be a fun weapon that comes to you cheap in free agency. Or cheaper in free agency. That keyword is cheaper. Cheaper. Hopefully. 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 We'll see what we get there. Meanwhile, there's plenty of draft opinions out there. If you have some, you can you can share them. You can tweet us at WGR550. You could be Kevin on the cell and calling in on Sports Talk Saturday. Kevin, welcome Good. to the show. Good morning, gentlemen. One guy that I've been I've watched on the college is that Jordan Davis defensive tackle. What do you guys think about that? Because I think, I think if we could get him, that would really solidify our defensive line. Cornerbacks, you know, I, I, don't want, I wouldn't want to waste a draft pick, a, a number one draft pick on a cornerback. I don't know how you guys feel about that. But Jordan Davis, I think, would be a great, if he's available, come our pick. What do you guys think? All right. Well, first off, Kevin, thanks for calling in. And – Honestly, Zach and I will each give our opinions on this one. But I think that personally, if there's one thing I don't think they really need to go after in the draft, it is a defensive tackle. The way that Harrison Phillips has shown up, the way Ed Oliver has blossomed into a top interior defensive lineman, you could probably get Justin Zimmer back cheap. He was a very good depth option for you. And you could probably find another one in free agency that's not going to cost you an arm and a leg either. 
I don't think they need to go first round D tackle because there are other needs. There are other players, but I do think that if the man does drop to you, that's probably a value pick. However, when you're in the late first round, trading down is also a value. You could probably get an extra pick out of a team that really wants Jordan Davis if he fell that far, which I don't think he would. He's more a mid-range first rounder, and if the Bills get him, it's either based on dumb luck or they trade it up for some reason. And if they trade up for something that's not a need, that would look very silly and not very uh, like the Bills' front office. Um, Yeah, I, I, I don't see Jordan Davis making it to the Bills. I think he's a guy that gets taken. It's, it's definitely, I think, for me, within the top 20, maybe even top 15. Uh, he does fit the Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott profile, though. I mean, he is an athletic freak. He's 6'6", 340. Um, he's a total luxury pick, and I don't know. I, honestly, to see them try to go get a Jordan Davis, you have to see how free free agency plays out. Harrison Phillips blossomed. We still have to sign him back. I think that's, I mean, that's a key, and especially the way he played, a team could overpay, especially for Harrison Phillips. This likely will only be his, his only big contract, so he, he's probably going to go try to get his money, if at all possible, if, if teams are willing to overpay for him. Uh, I will tell you, though, Jordan Davis would immediately be the best run stopper on this team. He would slot right in and be a fantastic run defender. My only issue with Jordan Davis, truthfully, and I love him as a prospect, I don't know if he's a three-down player. I think he's probably more one-and-a-half to two plays. I, I just I don't really know if the Bills want that. I think that's a thing is, is they, they really want these athletic freaks. Obviously, you know, Greg Rousseau and all that, but I don't really know if they're going to want a guy that's only on their first and second down and is predominantly a run stopper. He'd be phenomenal at that role, and he would allow Ed Oliver to roam much more in the middle of the defensive line. But I think that's kind of my only fear with Davis, let alone him actually even just falling to the Bills, is more how many plays are you actually on the field. As much as they do want that rotation, we're going to start losing some guys on the D-line. That's why they've been drafting a lot of these young guys, because guys like Jerry Hughes, and they're, they're getting older and they're going to start leaving, so they, they do need to rotate a little bit more. But Davis seems to be a rotation out of necessity rather than, oh, we just can. And even though they've drafted three defensive ends in the first two rounds of these past two years, um, I'd be more open to a defensive end being drafted by this team than a defensive tackle because out the door walks Hughes and Addison this year. Their contracts are up. I mean, I, like that's the thing, and that's where I'm still, I'm still on the train of trade your first-round pick for an immediate pass rusher. I'm still somewhat there. As much as I do want the wide receivers or even a cornerback or something like that, if someone like Daniil Hunter is available from the Vikings, he has a new head coach, a new GM, and they may want to do something fresh, especially with all the reports coming out with Kirk Cousins and the contract extension he wants and how much money he wants, I'm I'm much more because you're in a win-now mode. Give me a guy like Daniil Hunter, who, yes, has dealt with some injuries, but if he's healthy, that's 14 and a half sacks. And that is also what the Rams winning the Super Bowl has inspired. And oh, I'm, I'm not going to say a it's... Full, I'm a full Rams kind of guy. Yeah, and I'm not going to say it's a bad move either uh, because of the fact that the Rams winning means that the NFL is a copycat league. And what did the Rams do as their path to success? They traded every pick that wasn't nailed down to the floorboards or not valuable enough to throw away for players that would help them immediately. They also made moves in season 
trades or, or picks up free agents because the season is grueling. I mean, yes, it's only you know seventeen, eighteen games in the regular season. It's a grind. I mean, and, and they kind of knew that. So like Robert Woods went down. Who became available? OBJ. Who they go get? Odo Beckham Jr. And Robert Woods wasn't even hurt yet at that point. It just that wound up being perfect for them. That oh wow, yeah. Robert Woods tears his ACL. Good thing we picked up OBJ. Yeah. Who winds up being spectacular for them, by the way. Yep. And has had a total revival of his career. By the way, great for him. Terrible that he tore his ACL. But I do imagine the Rams are going to re-sign him. So yeah. good for him. But- I, I do think, though, like what you said, though, it brings it up that teams are going to be more willing to trade picks or trade players to acquire those picks. Because there are going to be successful teams, and the Bills are one of them right now, that will be willing to get aggressive to get those players. The Bills already did this with Stephon Diggs. Yeah, it's so not like this would not, be something new. They've yeah, done this it isn't before. new. They know what they have now. They know, especially knowing how talented this team is, that they can go after and go get something. So we might not be talking about a first-round prospect in the near future. Because when silly season is upon us, man, some fun and chaotic things can really happen. And that is what the Rams winning the Super Bowl has, is going to cause. Especially for the fact that they won it. If they would have lost in the Super Bowl, maybe maybe I don't predict as many teams get as aggressive because then you look at it and go, ultimately, you did fail. But them winning, this, them winning the big game means that more teams are going to copy it. Because how many teams tried to replicate the two tight end system when the Patriots had Gronkowski and Hernandez? Too many. Too many. How many teams have hired New England disciples despite the fact that it's been all Brady and Belichick? Obnoxiously too many. Still goes on. It's still happens. It's, yeah, it's still a thing. It's still a thing. Josh McDaniels got another head coaching job. Despite saying straight up no thank you to the Indianapolis Colts. Which, man, I feel like that kind of looks stupid in hindsight. You know why it looks bad, too? Not only is Frank Wright good, but Matt Eberflus was his defensive coordinator pick. Stays with the team even though McDaniels doesn't. Now he's a head coach. Ultimately, it all worked out for the Colts. Yeah. And I do think that when it comes to the copycat patterns of the league, this is the one that's really – because, like, when Kansas City wins, now you're all about building speed. People are trying to build for faster teams, trying to keep up with the track meet that is the Chiefs' offense. Because you know you can't truly stop them. You just have to keep up with them. And that's what the Bills tried to do and succeeded. The only difference is that they had an ultimate gaffe in a short amount of time that now has just become the name of its game. It's no longer the coolest divisional round that was back and forth. No, it's just 13 seconds. And it should be. It should be. And it's well-deserved. Yeah. But we don't need to keep beating on about that. Like that drum has been beaten down. I don't feel like talking about it. They don't feel like talking about it. And I kind of respect it. Now it's about moving on from that. And what are the bills capable of doing? Getting aggressive, kind of like the team that just won the Super Bowl. Why? Because they have the tools to do it. They have the team roster and construct that they can get aggressive. They just need to work out their cap situation first. Oh wait, the Rams had cap issues too when they were doing this. I mean, truthfully, as long as you're not what the New Orleans Saints is, yeah. you, you can work around it. But I, I got to ask you, and, and just right off the top, don't even think about it, how likely do you think it is that the Bills make a big trade move this offseason? I'm calling it a legit coin flip 50-50. I will not be surprised in the slightest if they do it. And cost-dependent, 
I would not like I it might just make me just shrug my shoulders and go, okay. I'm at that point. I like truthfully, I don't I'm fine if it's a first round pick. I mean, don't trade two or three first round picks yeah. for a single player. Don't do that. But now that you already have the quarterback in place, I mean that was that was put to bed this year. I mean, like most people will tell you Josh Allen is one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. He's very much on a trajectory to a potential Hall of Fame career. Now that you have that, the draft is it's not necessarily it a whatever, but if you do what the Rams did, which is trade your first round picks away, but draft in the later rounds, hit those picks, you're fine. You really which don't have a general manager has a track record of yeah, doing. Exactly. Like you know, Matt Milano, Teron Johnson, Gabe Davis, like all these guys were not first round picks. They were later picks. They weren't even most of they weren't even one or two. I mean Yeah, they, they weren't day two picks either. I think Gabe Davis was four, Matt Milano was five, Teron Johnson I think was four, five as, four as well. And so ultimately, you you have a GM They're getting who knows starting how to players exactly out of late round picks. They got a starter out of an undrafted corner. Yeah, and so, I mean, like, so ultimately, like, you have a GM that can attack the the middle and the end of the draft. So use I I don't even want to call it the Rams model, but it it is the Rams model of just go for wins now. Grab guys that are, are that are are. are not happy with their current situation or that, that want to leave because you have the quarterback that, I mean, yes, we live in Buffalo and it's not LA. I mean, like that's, that's sort of one of the sexier cities to go to because it's Los Angeles, but playing with Josh Allen and potentially getting a Super Bowl is also enticing. I mean, I, I think, I, I believe Brandon Bean even talked about this too on uh, on Eric Woods podcast that it's easier to attract free agents now that they're good. Yeah. It's Likewise, easier. it's easier to attract people that want to come to you or that have kind of set up your team as, no, 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 that's one of the teams I want to get traded to. It's easier now because you have a team that is incredibly exciting, is playing on Monday Night Football, is playing on Sunday Night Football. That's a thing, I and mean, it, it, truthfully. And is a legitimate threat and contender. Even in a, what we saw as a down year heading into the playoffs, what did the Bills go ahead and do? Start playing offensively some of their best football. Perfect football against the Patriots. It, 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 they were a team, or they've, they've now reached a level as a team, that it does feel like when they need to, they can flip a switch. And again, heading in, the last three games that the Bills played offensively, they were looking meh at best. And then they go ahead and they flip that switch, like you said, and they played some of the best football that the offense could. Keeping up with Kansas City one week after the perfect football game, and it just goes ahead and reinforces the thought process of they really can do it all. If, as long as the defense is capable of not screwing up a meme-worthy loss, and the special teams, I guess, because there was a lot of miscommunication that was mentioned there. Um, But, again, the offense wins games. And this is a league where offense wins games. They've matched what the rules are calling. They're not the Tennessee Titans. They're not the frauds of the NFL. They are a legitimate contender for years and years to come because they have what is already set under center. I'm glad you brought up the Tennessee Titans. I am always willing to kick the Tennessee Titans, man. What What do you do if you're them? Fraud, ham, sandwich, ass, football team. But, like, honestly, what do you do if you're them? Because the Tannehill contract is not good. You it's know, not good. Selfishly, keep going. They're going to have to try, right? Yeah, no. I mean, like, keep, also, like, they're going to have running, to do keep, it. Keep Tennessee, keep running your head through that brick wall. I'm sure you'll break through. I mean, like, I like, I just, I don't know what you're doing if you're them. Because as much as Derrick Henry is a force, he's awesome. He's great to watch. 
This isn't the 80s. This isn't the 70s. You need no. a quarterback. And, espe- and especially the in the AFC. Yeah, but especially in the AFC where it's just it seems like every other team has an elite Your young quarterback. Your defense sacked Joe Burrow nine times and you and lost, lost the football game. And you lost. Because of the quarterback. Who can't be moved. His contract is terrible. I just, like, that too with the Bills. Like, you've already locked up your guy who is just, he, he's different from everybody else. Even Mahomes. Oh, yeah, the Titans beat the Bills this year. Well, guess what? The NFL, the first round. The NFL was drunk yeah. this year, okay? I, well, the NFL's big on parity anyways, but I don't really care about the regular season. I even felt that way when the Bills beat the Chiefs. It matters in the playoffs. That's where it matters. A three and a four seed made it this year, man. Yeah. It's too bad the three seed wasn't the AFC's. But, I mean, ultimately, ultimately, it doesn't matter. I mean, like, you need a quarterback, and the Bills have it. So, now, for me, just go grab the a championship. The are a longer-term threat than the yeah. Titans are. But go get a championship. You have the quarterback in place. You have an elite receiver with him. You have an all-pro cornerback. You have the players. Go get the that's, last that's guy. That's why I still didn't take that, George, that Aaron Rodgers guarantee. Was because it's too fun to think about. It is. I, it is. Because ultimately, I don't, I don't, that's why I couldn't do it either. I don't want it being ruined, knowing that we would get one. Like being confident that one day it's like you. Be you do know the eventual like championship yeah, is going to happen. It, yeah. No, that's not as fun. It's also not as miserable when they lose, but it's not as fun. And this, like this whole AFC, is just chaotic. I love it. Too many young good quarterbacks, but the Bills have one of the best. Well, I mean, this is, and this is the thing too. It's not like you're sitting there going, maybe he's fifth. I mean, he's a great young quarterback, but maybe he's fifth. It, it, it's he's one or two. Yeah, he he he's not below that. He's not three. As much as some people on ESPN want to say Joe Burrow or, or people on NFL Network want to say, oh, Joe Burrow made the Super Bowl. He's now he's not the guy. Burrow didn't even have a good playoffs. His stats were fine. His was, defense was, had a ton of turnovers. He was he was, he was doing all right. Like he you was know. fine. Josh had nine touchdowns in two games. No picks. No picks. Burrow had what five touchdown passes, three interceptions. Yeah, his defense had, had like seven. Yeah, he is. That that postseason, it's a shame it ended after two games. It is, but that's going to happen sometimes too. Welcome to football. Welcome to sports. That's why we that's why we cheer for it because. It makes us angry. It makes us happy. Derek Kramer, Zach Jones, we're hanging out for you. Two more segments. Right on the other side, more Sports Talk Saturday coming at you on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I think we just skated. Like we just committed to just working and skating and thought that we had a pretty good team speed tonight and thought that the times that they had a difficult time handling it. So we just we just worked and skated and you know threw that at them and, and that's why I think we prefer to play. Kyle Oposo again there as he notched up a goal. Nice little deflection on a Rasmus Dahlin shot last night in the loss against the St. Louis Blues. And one of the things that this Sabres team has done that uh that I need to bring up here again is and it's something that Don Granado even said post game that you can't be too hung up on the result and you look more at how you played. And sometimes that's right, sometimes it's wrong because you do still want to ultimately win those games that you played well in. And you do and you should care about that. But the bigger point being focus on what you can control. And I respect that part of it. Sports Talk Saturday, Derek Kramer, Zach Jones, and, well, open phone lines for these last two segments here as we roll on through 2 o'clock here for you here on WGR. And, well, I said open phone lines. I mean it. Why? Because now we got Matt joining us here on Sports Talk Saturday. Matt, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, good. How are you? Hey, uh, real quick, I just want to make a quick point on the Sabres uh, before my main point. Uh, they're, they're actually, like, really fun to watch, but, I mean, sometimes when they have defensive lapses, they, they are just dreadful in their own zone. But, I mean, for the first time, I think there's a legitimate reason to be excited. I mean, their prospect pool is super deep. they got a ton of young talent that's uh, getting ready to come up. So, um, you know, don't like the results so far, but, you know, it's fun. They're fun to watch, and, uh, you know, I'm getting excited for the future for the first time in a decade, maybe. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's, it's definitely fun to watch. Yeah. Um, so my bigger point is on Allen. It's like after this playoffs, um, you know, Allen is now the career playoff leader of passer rating uh, for all time in the NFL. And it's just super exciting that when the chips are down, the stakes are the highest and plays the best. Uh, because there's a ton of players in the NFL that when that happens, they, they go into a shell and, you know, play worse. And so, I mean, the guy won the game twice in the final two minutes for us. It's ridiculous the numbers he put up, 149 quarterback rating over two games. Uh, a perfect game, the only one in NFL history, regular season or playoffs. And, you know, it's kind of like uh, I see Allen as almost like uh, Neo from The Matrix once he starts to believe he's the one. Um that he just knows he's capable of doing stuff that nobody else on the planet can do. And I think he's kind of at that point now where he realizes that not only is he the best player on the football field every week pretty much, but he's capable of doing things that nobody in the NFL has ever done before. And so I'm super excited to see how that plays out in the next few years, especially uh, to see his continued uh, success in the playoffs. Yeah, Matt, uh, first off, thanks for the call and thanks for the points. Uh, but secondly, yeah, your bigger point about what Josh Allen has been able to do in the playoffs, especially since that first playoff debut against Houston. 
I mean, we saw one of the most frustrating people on the planet Earth uh, when it came to the quarterback under center against the Houston Texans. And yeah, some of that's about the receiving core that he had, but the other main part about it was, more importantly, the guy made some really smooth-brained decisions that made you want to eat your remote. Now, you have a player that's not only responsible with the football, he, like you said, interesting comparison, definitely put a smile on my face. It feels spot on. When he says Neo from the Matrix. And you know what? I'm not going to go against that because of the fact that he does make stupid throws that maybe two other players in the NFL can complete. And he is so hard to tackle when he's trying to escape out of the pocket. He is capable of things that make you go and shake your head in bewilderment on a weekly basis. But to see how he's been able to perform in the postseason, especially ever since that Houston game, you go ahead and you take comfort in the fact that, yeah, this team is legit. And it's because of the quarterback. It is no longer based on the roster around him. He's no longer just good enough. He is the reason. And that is the best part about it. You know that every year you have a good chance. It's very relaxing to know. And then very stressful in the playoff games. Uh, You know you're going to the postseason. It's a matter of what seed and who you're playing. And even in the playoffs, at a certain point, you get a little relaxed and go, all right, he's got this. And then comes Kansas City. I was going to tell you, I'm literally never relaxed during the playoff games. I gotta I'm, a, t- I'm a very relaxed person. It I, is a stressful existence. I mean, you remember when Louie and I hosted before that Patriots game and how nervous I was about if they were to actually lose to the Patriots, we would never hear the end of it from the city of Boston and its, oh, yeah. and its surrounding area. Good day. By the time that the second touchdown was scored, I'm like, all right, we're good. And I was chill for the rest of the night against New England, even though it was still the first quarter. Speaking about New England, the Colts game, the wild card game against Indianapolis, I was unusually calm. I was just like, they've got this. They've I was calm until I think the fourth quarter. It was only until there was a Hail Mary yeah. attempt where I was like, oh, God, here come the memes again, mm-hmm. uh, that I was like, okay, now I actually have to stand up. But for like 59 minutes, I was cool. And against Baltimore, I was all right. And then Kansas City comes along. So I feel like my stress is the Chiefs, which is fair. They've been in the AFC Championship game a lot recently. Kind of your problem. But Josh Allen, you know every year you're getting through something right away. You're getting at least a playoff win every year, and that's not going to be the expectation. That it, I mean, that's not going to be like a success. It's the expectation that you're going to win playoff games. Uh, the expectation even more so is that you want to win more playoff games. You want to get to the final game. And that's where Josh Allen's play has gotten them. To the point where the expectation is, yeah, get the thing. We can. And it's not that pipe dream that it was in the drought years. Where like People are like, ah, oh, Bills go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, okay. No. When you say it, it means something now. When you say it, it carries the weight. 
And guess what? You're not the only one saying it. People around the nation say it. That is where it's real. That is where Josh Allen's play has managed to inspire the fan base. And this team. So you brought up Kansas City. They're your stress, right? Like That's the one where They're my like, stress. And you brought up New England. Kind of the division rival, right? They don't stress me out anymore. And see, that's, and that's, After and that's, 14 to nothing right? in the wild card game, they no longer concern me. And that's my point. In the division, over the next five years, and I'm, and I'm just looking at the division, what team scares you the most? Because for me, I think it, it's very interesting. Who, and I'm not even saying like they're going to eventually surpass you. The team that you feel in five years we might be splitting that series, and I'm pretty happy with that. Because my answer is a little it, – it's strange because of over the past few years. If you say the Jets, it's the only strange answer there is. It's 100% the Jets. Why? Do you fear Tua Tungvaloa or Mac Jones developing into something in five years? Truly something that could topple what Josh Allen is or even match what he is? I don't think Zach Wilson is that either, though. I don't either, but he's the only one of those quarterbacks I genuinely believe can be. You look around the rest of the AFC, there's that second quarterback that's kind of coming for the top guy. The AFC North... Lamar won an MVP. Burrow made a Super Bowl. That's nearly a wash. You get a healthy Baltimore team. Cincinnati is fighting for its life. You to get win a healthy division. Baker Mayfield. He's annoying enough. Yeah, he's it, it, exa- he, he they you'll split a game and you're like, I can't, I cannot believe. Yeah. we lost that game. You look over at the West. It's Mahomes and Herbert, potentially Rodgers. South. He would be stupid to go to the AFC. He would. That's a whole other discussion. But the South, kind of everyone's not good. Everyone's garbage. Yeah. But you look at the at the East, it's Josh, potential-wise. And then everyone's garbage. And everyone's garbage. And the Jets are hoping, and they've openly said it, that Wilson can have a Josh Allen-type jump. The problem is, and here's where people, and this is the copycat thing again, this is where teams get it wrong. When you try to mimic something, that means that you're missing the main component. When it comes to trading picks... That one's not hard to replicate because the main component is the pick draft capital. When it comes to trying to mimic other players or other systems based on players, they're forgetting the main components. When teams try to replicate the New England Patriots of the past, they forget the main component, number 12 under center. When teams try to replicate the main thing about Josh Allen, who's the next Josh Allen, the problem is Josh Allen developed in an irregular way that is not replicable. People are like, oh, Jalen Hurts could be the next Josh Allen. No! Josh Allen was so ripped apart that websites were saying that if Josh Allen succeeds, math itself failed. Who else says that about anybody else? Who's saying that about anybody else? Have I heard that about Jalen Hurts? No. Have I heard that about Zach Wilson? No. Why? Because it happened. And the best part of trying to mimic something is you forget the main components. The Buffalo Bills and their developmental coaching staff and Jordan Palmer. Zach Wilson doesn't have Ken Dorsey working with him, formerly as the quarterback's coach. Zach Wilson doesn't have the patience of the Buffalo Bills roster, nor the New York Jets have a GM like Brandon Bean bolstering everything. And Zach Wilson is not... Josh, I cannot believe the amount of times that you hear it. Here it is, Zach. We got it. 
when you try to replicate something, oh, let's try to create the new New England Patriots. Let's, we'll bring Scott Pioli in from the front office there in Kansas City, and we can we can lump him in with we could hire Romeo Cornell or Charlie Weiss. Mike Mangini, Bill O'Brien, these are all, Joe Judge, these are all going to work? No. Go ahead, New York Jets, you silly little goofballs. Think that he is going to be Josh Allen. When you're trying to project what was an astronomical style of growth, you're going to fail. And guess what? Two years later, we're going to see them draft another quarterback. So would you count Brian Dable in the uh, Bill Belichick coaching tree? No. He made his money with the Bills as an offensive coordinator. He was not the OC underneath. Oh, speaking of OC, you guys are going to try Josh McDaniels again. All right, league. There it was. I was wondering if there was going to be something that gets me unhinged throughout the rest of the, evening, uh, the, rest of the afternoon. There it was. What's your favorite Josh McDaniels moment? When he said, nah, I'm good. Ah, see, for me, it's drafting Tim Tebow in the first round. You I, you cannot beat that. Well, the problem is that he created Tim Tebow, the first-round quarterback. He did. It was awesome. No, that's stupid. You don't like good things. I don't like dumb things. I just yelled about the New York Jets. The I don't least, know, man. I, I think you're underselling least, them. The least threatening thing of the AFC East got me upset. Elijah Moore doesn't threaten you? Mike White looked better. Don't disparage that good name. That was a fun two weeks. I also said I also said fact. That was a good two weeks. I'm not disparaging no names. I am saying he looked better. We got a mini segment after this coming up on WGR. Let me just tell you right now that we have a short segment and I am furious. Not only did I work myself into a stupor just now in the last segment, but then Zach goes ahead, and on the other side, he just goes, oh, you know the Tom Brady movie coming out? And I go, excuse you? You're not going to see the Tom Brady movie starring no. Jane Fonda, Sally Field, and, of course, Tom Brady? No. Why would I do that? You don't want to relive 28-3 to 3 in all of its glory? I don't want to relive that, and I'm not even a Falcons fan. Yes, I know Tom Brady has become far more likable these days away from the New England Patriots. But not this likable. No. Not not this likable. But he is not, I'm going to waste my time watching Tom Brady, the New England Patriot, the same person that tormented me for 20 years. Zach? How many people outside of the New England area will actually see this movie? He is a national star, so yes, there are going to be people watching this. But no offense, Jane Fonda, I ain't watching your... Silly movie about going to watch Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Are you sure people him. are? Are you sure people are actually going to go want to go see this? I've seen him play in the Super Bowl enough. I don't need to see it again. Did people see Kurt Warner and Underdog? That movie that just came out. Like, how, how did that do know. in the box office? I don't know. That'll that'll tell me. I need to look that up. When I we're live done here. under a rock, Zachary. I need to know. I need to know now. Because this feels like a bad financial decision. Most of my time sink is from video games, dude. Right now I've been playing Pokemon more than I've been watching anything about movies about players. Or even television shows in in, in general. I hate 
that this is a thing. Thanos was right about the snap. The movie uh, did not do well at the box office. So, again, this is a bad financial decision. It's probably not because Tom Brady continues to get things. How? Don't know. One day, one day there will be some grand explanation from a booming voice in the sky saying, this is why we, we threw Tom Brady on your asses. One day we will get that explanation, but that day will not come soon enough. This has been Sports Talk Saturday. Derek Kramer, Zach Jones. <sighs> I got to work this rage off. I don't know how. But Nate will be back next week, I think. Probably. But until then, hey, Sabres play tomorrow against Dallas Stars in the afternoon. Against uh, it's, uh, That's 2 o'clock. Coverage starts for us here on WGR. I do believe at 1 tomorrow. Until then. You'll be hearing from us soon enough. For Zach Jones, I'm Derek Kramer. Thanks, Nate, for being in Pittsburgh. Hope you're having fun out there. And thank you all for listening right here on WGR. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.